Folks, we are live here at Studio D in Chica Vegas for a brand new episode of the Thomas Takeover postgame show. I'm your host, the General. We got Ryan Thomas, we got DJ Supreme, and your show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. You saw it Friday night, that stuff looked delicious. But guys, let's get right into it. The Buffalo Bills win today, 37-20 over the Miami Dolphins. The Bills move to 7-3 for the seventh time in franchise history and the first time since 1999. So, it's a, I wow. mean, let's celebrate. It's time to get fired up. We got Woo! Denver coming to town next week, but tonight, tons to talk about. You know, whether it's Josh Allen today in the offense, the Buffalo Bills run defense. We got John Brown goes off, Housh money. So you know what? I'm going to go right to you guys. So we'll start it with Ryan Thomas. What were your initial thoughts after the big dub today on South Beach? A much, much needed victory for the Buffalo Bills. Regardless of who you're playing, whether it's the Miami Dolphins or whoever, we needed a bounce back victory today, and we got it. I thought the offense looked just just how I wanted them to. Obviously, moments early on, maybe not so much. The offense got off to a little bit of a slow start, but... Overall, I mean, this game really went to a T as far as what I expected them to do against Miami. They did that, and then some, I thought. Same here. I, I predicted them to go 30-13 to 13 against the Dolphins today. I thought that that was what they should do, and they exceeded my expectations, minus a little sloppy play on special teams. That can be forgiven. Right, right. Uh, after Josh Allen goes off, three through the air and one on the ground, four total touchdowns, just coming out, having a great game. I know he didn't throw for 300 yards, as he was pacing two in the first half, but I think the offense overall looked more functional than they have all season long. Uh, definitely showing some signs of promise into the last six games of the season. What do you think, Al? Yeah, and like both of you guys said, it was one of those games where it got to the point where when is this Bills off offense going to finally break out, finally put up the three, four, five touchdown performance, and finally it happened today. You mm. know, at halftime today, what was the score? I'm pretty sure it was like, what, 23-14? 23-14, and it was the, the closer Bills, than that. The Bills yeah. offense could have put up 30 today in the right, first half. Right, yeah, and there was moments where we did see a little bit of that same old Buffalo not putting their foot on the gas against their opponent where they would kind of let their opponent hang back in there and, and keep the game kind of close within a possession. It was very frustrating, to say the least, but the second half was, was much kinder to us in that regard. Oh, certainly, and, and I love today for many reasons, but probably the best reason of all, 23 rushing yards. Right. That's what we held the Miami Dolphins to on their offense, 23 rushing yards. Right. The Bills' defense is back. We mentioned it last week. Trey Edmonds has been looking outstanding, better than ever, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's great to see him, Milano, the whole defensive line. I mean, we had seven total tat. Seven total sacks today. Right, right. It was, it was a it was a party back there. And right. Fitzpatrick did not look pleased. No. And much to your point, you know, we talked about it in previous episodes where Tremaine Edmonds, um, you know, the game specifically against Washington and, and against uh, Philadelphia, uh, those were probably his two worst consecutive games that I could remember in his Bills tenure. And now, dare I say it, he might be coming off the best two consecutive games uh, here, you know, coming off of this Miami win. He had 12 tackles today. He was flying sideline to sideline. Looked like that middle line linebacker that should be leading the way on the defensive side of the ball for the Buffalo Bills. So um, that was really great to see. Uh, and there were a lot of moments 
as well, outside of Shemaine Edmonds, one guy that I really liked today was Corey Legit. Corey Legit, the new defensive tackle. He looked, looked pretty le- legit. He looked legit. I, I don't know some- if that's how you pronounce it, but yeah. he, was too le- he was too legit to quit. Man. Right. Was- that's how I'm pronouncing it because he was legit today. <laughs> he was doing his best. I mean, how do you pronounce it? Legit? Legit. Legit. I think he was Legit. I don't know, man. He's he was doing his me. best. <laughs> he was doing his best Jordan Phillips impression out there, man. He was getting animated. Yeah. And it was, he was, it was, it was, it was good to see a little late acquisition there, you know, un- undercovered in, in my estimation, you know, in terms of, you know, hype around his signing. Right. But we They brought yeah. him in to stuff the defense, or uh, to stuff the run on defense, rather. Yep. And he looks phenomenal. And a true testament, too, to how well this Buffalo team how well this Buffalo team can play now after this win against Miami and outside of that very tough loss last week Buffalo is four and one they could very well be five and oh on the road this season that is phenomenal and that's a stat that that never goes away that'll never age or 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 be out of the NFL how a team performs on the road really dictates whether or not they are a playoff team and Buffalo as of now, four and one. That only road loss coming against Cleveland last week, and we got some road games throughout the rest of the season. So we'll see what that record looks like by season's end. And I mean, you could argue these Bills road games are home games, right? Some of them Tennessee, today, Miami. Yeah, and I don't Tennessee. know about Cleveland. Obviously, there were a ton of Bills fans partying there that Saturday night and Friday night. But yeah, I mean, I mean this is a home game today. There's no, they there's no third down, like, right. oh, you know, trying to shut down Allen. No, I mean, it was yeah. more on Fitzpatrick today. They showed the crowd probably about five to ten times, and they, you know, that the broadcaster said today, easily, the most well-traveled fans in the league, oh. I think, at this point this season. I mean, the Nashville thing was, was really eye-opening to me. Cleveland, you would kind of expect because three Cleveland hours. is so close. It's three hours away. Right, right down the 90. Right. Pittsburgh, I would expect that, too, if we were playing Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, which oh, I believe we will coming be. coming up. Right. That's, that's, so that's that is... another Buffalo takeover right there. Um, yeah. And no, it's, yeah. Well, that, that four-and-run road record, much to your point, I mean, let's hope that that comes in handy when we have teams like Dallas on Thanksgiving on oh, the road. Yeah. When we have Especially that, that, that one. crucial game against the Steelers on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, New England, we saw them at, we you saw know, them at the, home. The early. Eagles yeah. still had, you know, however small of a lead it might be, they had the lead on the Patriots going into the second half. And, and that could shape up pretty nicely for, for a meaningful flex game mm-hmm. in New England. Right. Later in December, so you know, yeah, let's, that, let's 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 uh, let's let's hang our head on that for sure. That game was moved to Saturday, and it's going to be like a part of a three-game uh, schedule on Saturday, I believe, December twenty-first. So yes. that is going to be very entertaining and very fun football, and a very meaningful game, I think, at that point in the season. As the season wears on here for Buffalo, it's like each game gets more meaningful as it, as it trudges along oh, here. Yeah, El, El, could you imagine rec room? With with the AFC on the line potentially AFC East yeah. for that uh, Saturday, uh, yeah. no, I mean these these crowds have, at Rec Room have been awesome and it's been right. a great time, you know, back to back weeks. But yeah, you're right. I mean, talking about clearly there's not going to be Thanksgiving, but you're looking at right. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and now New England on a Saturday, which is kind of more it's appeasing, you know, it's a Saturday before you go out when everyone's home. I really right? love that that game switch. I think that's going to really uh, it's it's it was much needed. I feel like that game will be a very that, important game. It's a four thirty afternoon, right? Right, four thirty yes. in the oh. afternoon on a Saturday. I mean great, can't great beat timing that. on a Saturday afternoon. Starting off Christmas week. I mean oh. come on. Yeah. Throw the records out. Right. I mean it, great job great job by the NFL on that one. Seriously. 
And uh, all right, so let's get into the game a little bit today. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, right, the first couple drives were frustrating for Bills fans. Very once again, the team or the Bills <laughs> offense couldn't get in the end zone. I'm pretty sure it was three nothing, then six nothing. But how about McDermott with the first drive where I they were in kind of no man's land? They're at like the 30, 32 in that mm-hmm. area. Yep. And he brings out Hauschka, who's been struggling, and he nails a 51-yarder to start the game. That was a great start. That was a great start, and it set the tone for leaving last week in last week's rearview mirror. You know, forget about that game because – no matter how how many times you look back at it, it is a loss. Let's move forward. Let's trudge along here. As painful as that loss to Cleveland was, and we'll look back on it throughout the rest of the season and say that's a game that got away from us. That's a game that we should have had. But at the same time, to start a game as a head coach, making that decision, putting the faith in your kicker to make that 51-yard field goal and to see how she could drill it uh, was was really awesome. I think that sent the to- set the tone for me. As a, as a fan watching the game, saying to myself, I think Buffalo will be in good hands. Today. You can we? I mean, asking or talking to Supreme today, we could breathe a lot easier after that kick. Absolutely, right. and I I think it was it was just outside of the range where you'd feel comfortable for going for it on fourth down. Which I was it the next drive, maybe like a drive or two later, they did go for it. Right, fourth and one from fourth the twenty-two and in the converted. second drive. Gore, Fountain of Youth, got mm-hmm. it done. Yes. after all those plays the previous week, right or right. two weeks before. Right. When it was well, like they couldn't third one, fourth in. one, Gore couldn't get it, but today he got it done. Yes, a little bit of a redemption week between Gore with those short yardage, you know, crucial third, fourth down uh, plays, and Hauschka, you know, leaving last week behind him, as Thomas had said. I mean, it was it was great starting off the game like that. Giving, I mean, that gave us instantly way more confidence when it came to how the game was going to unfold, having Hauschka hitting from – a decent range, yep. you know, to start things off. So I, I liked it a lot. And R- Ryan, I think the tale of the first half, which I know as Bills fans, we're going to figure out what the negatives are. And I know this guy's got some beef with it. And I do too. <laughs> right, when right. you have a 16 nothing lead in the first half, when potentially it should be 21, 24, nothing. And we're just letting this Dolphins team back. But I think the tale of the first half, special teams. Oh, you give Lord. up an onside kick. And a kick return touchdown, Ryan. Yeah, that was awful. And, I mean, that's like the one way Miami was going to get their their points on the board. I mean, up to that point, Miami couldn't get anything going offensively because Buffalo's run defense was so stout. Ryan Fitzpatrick really couldn't get the ball out of his hands. Uh, He got sacked, as as Supreme said, uh, by the end of the game, he got sacked seven times. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's so frustrating about that is you practice those things leading up to a game – you have to look at these games as if it's all three phases. And for that phase to just completely be dominated today, albeit it was a win, it was a 37-20 to 20 win, but that phase of the game completely dominated by Miami. Oh, yeah. Not a good day for Heath Farwell's special teams unit at all. And what really blows my mind about it is there was almost two kick returns taken to the house by Akeem Glenn. Oh, the second the one, The second yeah. one was, was almost as – almost as bad as far as the blocking assignments and the missed blocks and how the field kind of completely shifted yep. uh, by the returner there, Akeem Grant. And I really I, I think that um, that is the main area from this game that Buffalo has to go back to the drawing board. I mean, their offense looked good this week. Their defense yep. looked good this week. That's the main area for me uh, that Buffalo has to shore up and, heading into next week. And the, and the, the kicker, he, 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 he recovered his own onside kick. Oh, right. that was that oh, was, was awful. I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen that. To be quite honest, that was I, I like it was it was a 
it was an anchorman moment for me. It was like, Baxter, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I'm like, <laughs> he, dude, he watched it the whole way. I I thought that he might have he might have touched it before just before the got, ten right. ten yard mark. Probably a little too. too close. I I agree with the no challenge there on McDermott's part because that that it was a very close call. Unlikely that it would have been overturned, but yes, I I mean kickoff return, kickoff. You know, definitely need some work. However, Hauschka, he seemed back to normal. He did. Bohorquez, yeah. no issues with him today. So the punt game was pretty good. Same thing with the returns. I mean, I I, I can't remember any. There was one return. Yeah, there was one return by Andre Roberts that kind of I was just like, oh, my God, that was terrible. Just one where he went to juke uh, someone that wasn't even really there. And then he just ran into a Miami Dolphin. Oh, do you you remember that one? I I do remember that one. And I'm just like, you're juking someone that's not even there or or turning to the opposite side of the field. And he just literally ran into a guy that you could tell he did not know that guy was there. Right. And and and. With that being said, I mean the fact that we're going into the into the weeds here right, on our special right, teams right. play bodes really well <laughs> bodes for really how the well. overall game went really today, well uh, yeah. offensively and defensively. So no, I, I I think hopefully they can get that cleaned up and play a little smarter on on kickoffs, kickoff returns, but not not a huge major issue. One thing I gotta say is cheers to all the Buffalo Bills fans. Anyone who's in Vegas, I got my water. in America, you can cheers too. Yeah, I don't care. Cheers, hey, yeah. cheers, cheers the Bills fans who took the over six and a half Buffalo Bills wins. You cashed awesome. it today. Wow. You cashed it. You cashed it today. Cheers. Cheers. And the over seven betters have one more game to go. Pretty impressive where, like, every year, I mean, Vegas usually nails it on the head. It's, it's typically right around the under. And Bills fans get screwed over. But Bills fans can celebrate today. An yes, over indeed. seven hit with six games to go. That's that's, that's so rare. That's you don't really see rare. that often incredible. at all. What was the stat? Oh, like ninety nine was the last time. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Seventh, seventh the time, first time in franchise in history. Twenty years, boys. Twenty. Yeah, Wait, you're right. Twenty years. Yeah. Twenty years. Right. So if the over under was six and a half, that it's hit this early. Could that's you imagine insane. if you placed that bet when Dick Duran was coaching this team and they were going seven and nine almost every single season? Yeah, if you were, well, I'd you, be like, you're oh, either you're either Lord. burning your money or you're, or you're stressing, stressing out until week right. sixteen. Heaven <laughs> forbid it was Greg Williams. My God. Oh my Lord. But, no, yeah. I, I, at least Duran got man, to seven wins. DA and many others <laughs> celebrating tonight. So yeah. that's, I, it's a big one, and yeah. I think looking ahead, things look good. I mean, Denver. Denver giving the Vikings a little bit of a scare today. They did. Yeah, yeah it was a four-point game. That could be a little game. bit of trouble yep. for us next week. So, yeah, yeah I wanted to bring but, that up to you guys, obviously, because we, I want to – I mean, we're getting this time of year now where we're, we're scheduled It's crunch time. Yeah, this, is, oh, yeah. this is really it. So, I mean, we're looking at the standings. The Colts today, big dub at home, mm-hmm. got it done. They moved to six and four. They're the three seed now. The Texans lost. They got blown, blown out, out today man. by the Ravens. They moved to the sixth seed at six and four. Bills the five seed at seven and three, and the Chiefs are the four seed at six and four. And behind us, the Raiders are five and four. Should get the dub. Shout out to the Browns for getting it done on Thursday night, where you have Pittsburgh at five and five, and the Titans at five and five of the bye week. So right now, the big mix up is you got the Texans we're worried about, the Raiders, and the Steelers. And obviously, it's a huge tiebreaker we have with the Texans or the uh, Titans. Titans, Sorry. So we're not worried about them. So the main three are Pittsburgh, Oakland, and Houston right now. That's yeah, the big right. three. Not, right. I think uh, looking ahead to next week, you know, now that, now that week 11's in the books, I like our chances against Denver. I mean, let's they, they, they put up a tough game against the Vikings today, but they are not a good. I yeah, mean, and, yeah, they they aren't. And they're getting yeah, a little they're getting I a little agree. upside out of out of a quarterback that they 
they there's like, not much to be honest, on. they didn't yeah <laughs> they didn't have much tape on but they also didn't expect to use this year right so right. i think it's it, like where fitz went off for the past two games he had a little a little bit of a come down to earth you know come back down to earth moment this week where he was getting lit up by the bills front seven all day long and he, even though he threw for 300 yards, it was a very deceiving 300 yards. It was garbage time yards too, especially in the right. second half. I so mean, yeah, I, I don't. I'm I I I'm not worried about the Broncos next week. And then you know we we would be what if 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 we beat the Broncos, we're eight and three. I mean, Jesus. DJ Supreme, you know I'm going to give you shit. I, I would ne- I would never say not be worried about the Denver Broncos. They are a top defense in the NFL, probably top five I think now, and they almost won on the road against a much better team than the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. So, and the Vikings at home against the spread, let alone, are one of the best teams. Not just winning straight up. Against the spread, they dominate. So, I don't know. Next week, is it a game that the Bills should win? I, I mean, look. I yes. look at, I don't yeah. see that. I don't. I don't think that's a big spread at all. Yeah, at all. I think no. it's gonna be a very close game at home with a top defense coming into Buffalo. That's gonna be pissed off after losing in Minnesota. I would agree with, with with your point. Just based on, I like to look at matchups, player A against player B, and Buffalo lost Ty and Secchi, uh this this in this game. He had a gruesome leg injury that was one of the worst I've seen. I haven't heard a timetable on when he's going to come back, but Cody Ford lined up at right tackle. The rookie, he's had some issues uh, this season lining up at right tackle. They moved him inside to right guard. If Cody Ford is lined up on Von Miller, I'm very worried about that. That's, that's true. That's, that's a facet of the game, X's and O's wise. That it, that's the first thing that literally popped in my mind when I thought, oh, man, we play Denver next week. Well, Cody Ford is going to have to go up against one of the big dogs and Von Miller. And that's a that's a tough matchup for anybody, let alone yeah. a rookie tackle that really has, has had more success as a guard. There's no more rotation league. anymore at right, right. tackle. Right. No, there's no more like that fresh was, player. That was out huge. There. That was something that they really relied on. I mean, and it was mainly due to the fact that Ford just did not seem to fit in well at right tackle, and Inseki was was more of an experienced tackle, played as a swing tackle in Washington for a few years. So that's something that I that I'm really zeroing in on next week is Von Miller in general. Von Miller is is still a beast, still a nasty uh, player in this league, and um, him lining up against Cody Ford, I think, is going to be a matchup. No question, but I also think, you know what else is going to be a matchup nightmare? You know, speaking of defenses, is the Buffalo Bills defense against the Broncos offense. Yeah, the offense hasn't right. done shit all year. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I see your guys' points. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll agree to disagree, but I think the Bills should win this game. I don't think it'll be a, a blowout, no. but they should win the game. I mean, it's really, a home, home game, right? Yeah. Right. So, you uh, gotta stop Philip Lindsay too. I mean, he can he can be in matchup nightmare too. There's been weeks this season where he's been yeah. so so, but he's still a guy that can break a game open at any point. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So. Now, I mean, it it's not like I would I, like the Vikings too. I haven't been too high on them all season because you know Kirk Cousins he he's just as inconsistent as the Bills are mm-hmm. on offense. Yeah. You know, and he, he had a real rough start to the season, especially right, rough start yeah. to the season. The underperforms historically in primetime games. And, you know, they the Vikings just they snuck away with one today, found a way to get it done. And I think the Bills do the same thing next week. No question. Listen, I hope you're right, but I'm I hope so. at this yeah. point, I'm just, I don't think there's anything as like should win game for them. There's no locks. There's no, there's I, no I just locks. don't see right. that anymore. Right. It's I, like, the, we, like, should win. Like, sure. I, don't, I just disagree with that. That's my only right. biggest thing. I think I, well, Miami, it, I give you that. Yes. Yes, Miami They have today. nobody. Their roster's depleted. They have no one on defense or offense. Very and little starting talent. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. But I, the Denver Broncos, that's just a different story. That's yeah. it. I, and and I, I guess to your point, 
after the Broncos, for me, I feel the same exact way. Right. I feel like the Broncos, the Broncos are not a good team. You feel like we Denver, should beat them. You feel like Denver's like the last winnable, true winnable matchup. Right, other than the Jets. Right. Other other than the Jets. Jets. No, right. but I, I, I feel uneasy about the Jets because it being a divisional matchup, the Jets wanting to knock us off potentially for a meaningful yep. Week 17. They did have yep. a 16 nothing lead on us I, too. I'm far more nervous about the Jets than game. I am about the Broncos. And you yep. know, I, I think it all we could all agree the three of us that, it, that the most important game of the season left Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, when you look at that stretch, you're home to Denver, you're at Dallas, then you're home to the Ravens, who you saw just once again, just they're an incredible football team. Oh, not only did they crush the Patriots at home, they blew out a team today who was they were uh, the Ravens were only four and a half point favorites today at home. To the Texans, and I don't even know what the final score was. It was disgusting. They though. beat him by it was 30, more 30, than thirty points. More than thirty points. Yeah. And I mean, I think it goes without saying. Right now, my leading contender for the most valuable player in the National Football League this season is Lamar Jackson. It has yeah. to be. I don't. I don't see how people are saying Russell Wilson too. Russell Wilson as well, yeah. but I mean, I feel like Lamar Jackson has less. I don't know. Maybe not. I feel like Lamar Jackson has less talent around him, and I didn't expect this from Lamar Jackson. I would have expected it from Russell Wilson, which maybe makes me want to prop up Lamar Jackson more because I, I really did not expect this from him. Just right. just being honest, I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parallels between the two, though, because oh, yeah. there, there weren't a huge amount of expectations. I feel like going into the season, people were still fixated on how great Mahomes was last year right? before he got banged up. And – with Russell Wilson, he has a little more film behind in terms of being a, a clutch player and, and leading his team to comeback situations. I think with Lamar Jackson, he's just been very special. There was just a huge question mark on him heading into right. the season. And it was all based on his passing ability or inability. Like Russell Wilson, it took him a few years to really get his his uh, his bearings about him as far as throwing the ball. From what I remember, they used him mainly as like a game manager. Don't turn the ball over. We'll palm the rock with Marshawn Lynch. Where Lamar Jackson is literally putting the Ravens on his back, whether he's running yeah. the ball or throwing the ball. It is, and he's only in year two. I mean that and, that's and, amazing. And defenses <laughs> have no idea how to stop him. None at all. No I mean, that's clue. the biggest thing. They have no idea how to game plan him. But I just wanted to start getting to obviously our biggest parts of the show because we are ten minutes away from puck drop with the Buffalo Sabers taking on Chicago. Let's start it off right now. Your train wreck of the game. Let's go to the Thomas train wreck of the game. It's it's a pretty easy one. I think it's a unanimous one. The Buffalo Bills special teams today was was pitiful. They were atrocious. It was probably one of the worst special teams displays I've ever seen in, in my Buffalo Bills fandom. And at one point, not that I'm expecting Stephen Hauschka to morph into Tremaine Edmonds on a kickoff return, but Stephen Hauschka didn't even attempt to, to – even divert the kick returner from from taking it to the house. No. Like it was like just oh we'll just let him run right by me. That was pretty <laughs> awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean he literally just let him run right by him. Like little, it, little it, was, yeah, it was like oh oh okay there he goes. It was really really awful and that has to be the train wreck of the game for me. Oh, 100%. It's not even a question. We yeah. talked about it in the first half. Right. When you look at the whole game, there's nothing else that comes close. Nothing. Not yeah. at all. Three no. phases of the game. Offense great. Defense great. Special teams awful. We got two topics left. We got the Thomas takeaway of the game and the Thomas player of the game. You choose. I'll let you go ahead. What if I told you, to quote the 30 for 30 tagline, what if I told you that the takeaway of the game and that the uh, player of the game, takeover player of the game and my Thomas takeaway of the game were one and the same? 
I I wouldn't say no one, way. One in the no same. No chance. You've never done. You've never, never done this. On I've a show. never done this. Say, J- tune, Josh tune in Allen. This Thursday at six p.m. <laughs> right, right. Josh Allen uh, is the takeover player of the game. One hundred percent. Josh Allen is my Thomas takeaway of the game. Wow. I think heading into this game, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like there was a perception surrounding Josh Allen as as not being as as good as he should be right now. Even to the point where Josh Allen said, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I need to be. I need to play better. Josh Allen played phenomenally today. I thought he was the leader out there on the field for the offense. He threw the ball really well. There were some passes that were, you know, obviously incompletions. It's not like he, you know, went perfect today. But at the same time, I thought he played really well. And it actually reminded me of how Josh Allen played last year, where the coaching staff kind of forced Josh Allen to play hero ball where today he kind of had to play hero ball a little bit. He had to take matters into his own hands. And I thought for sure, without a doubt, Josh Allen was the takeover player of the game. And and my biggest Thomas takeaway of the game is that Josh Allen, it looks like he is back and he's comfortable again being the quarterback for the Buffalo. Four touchdowns today. Four touchdowns. Three in the air, one uh, one on the ground, and he had what? It was over 300 combined. 300 combined yards. I mean, when you have a quarterback that is that athletic we've talked about it briefly here with Lamar Jackson Josh Allen is that game-breaking talent it's just a matter of hold on to that ball and, and what just he, don't fumble the and ball what, and what happened today <laughs> he was never sacked never sacked didn't throw a pick and I'm pretty sure at rec room supreme we were looking up on the, at, at the at the at the tv and it said he's one of I think he's one of what three quarterbacks right now with the longest streak in the NFL without interception wow. right yeah, yeah and I mean so, and now t- he did it again today no picks he stay, as, as long as he's not throwing interceptions and as long as he is extending plays and finding the open receiver or, when necessary, get the rushing yards and get out of bounds or yep. get the rushing yards and go down and don't fumble, he's he's great. I mean, it's it's a lot to ask. It sounds silly, but that's what he did today, and he was phenomenal. Who fumbled today? Devin Singletary. How many times? He fumbled two times, and mm-hmm. both times, to take a, a, a line from Supreme here, I wondered – did he eat popcorn on the sideline? Was he yeah, eating a little bit of this? No, I shouldn't hit that was popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, oh, the, you can't do that either. No, no way you can turn the ball over in any game, let alone giving the ball back to Miami. Don't give Miami more opportunities with the football. Miami? Miami. What? Miami. What? No. Oh. Ryan, where is Robert Foster? Robert, where? Robert Foster? Yeah, is uh, he back there? The Buffalo Bills haven't used this guy at all. Where has he been? What I want Bro. that that is another underlying underlining uh criticism that I have for Brian Dable. Robert Foster was our best receiver last year. He was our number one receiver last year. In a year we thought Kelvin Benjamin would be, Robert Foster emerged. And, and that is even laughable. Remember Kelvin Benjamin, how he quit on the team last year and Robert Foster yeah. came out of nowhere? And now Robert Foster at best is John Brown's backup. And I you don't, don't get yeah, that. You don't see I don't, anything. I don't understand that. Like, if you have two guys with very similar skill sets, even if John Brown can do those things a little bit better than Robert Foster, obviously today John Brown, another player that had a phenomenal game, uh, you need to let Robert Foster play as well. You need to put both of those guys out on that field. Right, and if I could. Yeah. It's not. It's nothing against John Brown either. No. We could use both of those guys. We yeah. need both of them out there. We could use everybody we got. Right. So and and and, and, and same thing. Same thing with Duke. Where is where he? Is he? It, right. I mean, it's, where? What, what's going right. on with them? Ryan, I, anything? Are they trying to keep him a secret? I I 
don't think they should keep him a secret anymore. I, I really don't. And we'll just leave. We'll just, I could just say, just please don't keep Duke Williams a secret. Let Duke Williams play. Free Duke. Free Robert Foster. Like, let these guys make their impact within this offense because I think Josh Allen needs these guys out there. I yes. really do. Now, Ryan, real quick, and I got you. Before we end the show, every week you've had some beef about Brian Dable. So I'm going to bring it up to you. I got to ask you before we end the show. The listeners want it because we see that story on Instagram. Tell your grandma. Tell your grandma. Fire Brian Dable. Well, tell your grandma. Maybe Brian Dable will survive another week. Maybe he'll survive in the eyes of the Thomas takeover. Thoughts on Brian Dable's <laughs> performance today? How did he do today, in your opinion? I mean, I think he did better today. They scored 37 points, but not to be a Skip Bayless or, you know, somebody like that. Here be we a, go. Be a nitpicker, but Uh-oh. it was against Miami. It was against Miami. I will take it, though, because we needed this win. We needed to bounce back. And I actually think today, play calling-wise, they did use the talent that these players have in the right ways. They did use John Brown. They did use Cole Beasley. They used Devin Singletary. They used Frank Gore. I think Singletary had 15 carries today. Gore had 11, if my memory serves me right. You nailed it. Nailed it. They they utilized all facets of their offense, and that is what I've been asking for Brian Dable to do all season long. And the fact that he did it today, I just hope it continues. No doubt. I mean, this is the type of game, bottom line, this is the game that we thought we would see against Miami in Orchard Park a few weeks ago. This was the, like, minus the special teams play. Mm-hmm. This was the type of offense that we expected to see. This is the type of defense yep. we expected to see coming off of the bye. I, I, we were all very vocal about how we felt about it then. I feel the same way. Yep. But I'm glad we're seeing it now, and I think that this is truly something to build off of. Yes, Miami, they're a bad team, but we beat them the way that we should have today. Yes. In right. my opinion. Right. 100%. I agree. And 100%. Other than the special teams, Next yes. week is the week where Dable's got to step it up against a good defense at home with Denver with the Denver Broncos coming to town. Totally I agree. agree. I agree with that, and I also agree that the game that I think everybody's got circled on their calendar is Pittsburgh. But I will offer you guys this as Bills fans. Knowing who else is out there that we need to play, that we need to beat, I think this Denver game, obviously not only because it's the next game, but we play Denver, and then four days later we play Dallas. On short rest. Real quick. That's huge. Does it scare you a little bit that they're looking ahead to Thanksgiving? I hate to say that, but Mm -hmm. that's a big bro. A big game. Supreme. There are look-aheads for NFL teams every single week. You got Denver coming to town. They're not very good. And you're going on Thanksgiving, national TV, in four days. That is a massive look-ahead game. I'm sorry. That is just the whole – the entire world is watching on Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Right. No doubt. Right? I'm pretty sure that 430 game is the second most watched game. Like all all season? season. To the Super Bowl. All season, yeah. No, yeah. 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 Well, I I don't know about playoffs, actually. But probably regular regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular season to Super Bowl for sure. It's the the marquee primetime game. Of the year. For the 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 entire year. Yeah. I mean, at Jerry World. And Bills versus yeah. Dallas. I can't wait to see some of the bullshit highlights they're going to come out with from oh. Super Bowls of past. Oh, don't even. But from I, I would be years I would, of the NFL. <laughs> but let's let's be honest. Dude. It, it it's not Rex Ryan as our head coach anymore. I mean McDermott. That's true. He keeps the team. Like, yeah. it, it's all about the process. That's why four and one no, on the road. Who, who knows? Who knows? We could be we could be here in a few weeks talking about why did the Bills look ahead? Why did they get smoked by Dallas? I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't, I don't think they will be truly looking ahead. You're I think right. if they You're get right. beat by Dallas, I think that it would be because Dallas has more talent than we do, and we might get outplayed. 
that's that that would be a far more likely storyline than Bills look ahead on a on a questionable Denver team. All right, our number one. We're about to puck drop in Chicago. Ryan Thomas, your final takes tonight. Final takes tonight. I really, as I said, I think this is a huge game. I really, truly believe that this is a huge game for Josh Allen to build off of. For all the haters out there, for all the naysayers out there towards Josh Allen, we know that there are some out there. Like what you saw from Josh Allen today and understand that Josh Rosen was standing on the sidelines. That was the guy that everyone wanted pre-draft. Nate Geary. <coughs> Nate Geary <coughs> wanted Josh Rosen. And, you know, hindsight 2020, I'm happy we got Josh Allen. That's my final takeaway. Love it, man. Love it. And, everyone, thank you for joining us once again on the Thomas Takeover postgame show. You can check it on his Facebook page. It's on Trainwreck Sports Twitter. Show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. We'll be back next week after a massive game at home to the Denver Broncos. I'm excited. Throw the records out. The Buffalo Bills are 7-3. The first time since 1999. Good night now.